It's actually kind of funny, isn't it? Hey, you fighting to get me out when you fought so hard to put me away? Must kill you. Makes me sick to my stomach. But I'm gonna live with it because you're gonna give me something in return. Oh yeah? What's that? Until this thing goes through, not only are you gonna keep your hands off Mike, you're gonna be his personal protector in here. Bullshit. Not bullshit. He so much as twists an ankle in the yard, I'll withdraw that motion. You know, aren't you forgetting a little something, champ? I don't need you to handle this thing for me. Now that I know what's what, I'll get my own attorney. Yeah. You do that and I'll tell the courts that you just admitted to me that you tried to poison Mike. You know how much time that's gonna add to your sentence? I didn't do shit to him! Good for you. Who do you think they're gonna believe? A former prosecutor like me or an informant convict like you? Of course, if I'm your attorney, I can't tell them any of that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You set me up. I sure as hell did. So, it's up to you. You in? Or you out? Suits, season six, episode five is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about trust, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestradino, back here with the guy who will be with us as soon as he finishes eating this ham sandwich. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm all right. I'm good. Now, you know, I was sitting here watching this episode, and I definitely saw the ham sandwich moment, right? And I was thinking to myself, I was watching it with my cousin. I was like, cousin, listen. I really wish I was one of those people who could eat a cold, like, ham sandwich. It's something about cold sandwiches that do nothing for me. Really? Yeah, but whenever I watch people on TV, they're always eating the cold sandwich, and they're like, if I could just finish this sandwich, I'm thinking, yeah, man, let that man finish the sandwich. But it just doesn't appeal to yeah. me. You got to warm it up or like I can't Like cold eat cuts, it. you know, you can't do it. My wife swears by cold cuts. That's like the number one food that she eats. Listen, if you give it to me, I think it's the cheese. I really do. I think, like, I don't like cold cheese. So mm-hmm. if you put... If you put the sandwich together, you assemble it. It looks good. I got to pop it in the microwave for like 30 seconds. Microwave? And, oh, I would be the toaster. I, well, I mean, that's fine. Air fryer. I'm talking about like if, if I'm just saying if I got like a minute, you know what I'm saying? Like if I'm like uh, at a thing and people are passing out sandwiches, you know, when you go to these things and they're like, oh, we got sandwiches and chips for you all. I'm the person who gets the sandwich. I'm kind of like, Mm-hmm. I really, I like, I, yeah. I'm really hungry, but I can't eat it if it's not warmed up. Maybe it's OCD. I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of weird that Sean Cahill was like all about this ham sandwich. Um, that I, I wonder if there was like, because that's like an expression, like in this town they would indict a ham sandwich, like, and they're going for an indictment, and it was so specific, a ham sandwich. Like, I wonder if that was what they were going for. Possibly, but people have been going up for sandwiches a lot lately. You know, uh, you know, we've seen it in other shows where you miss, make somebody miss out on their sandwich. They That's just true. Can, uh, end it That's all, true. you know? Yeah, vendetta yeah. if Sean Cahill doesn't get to eat his ham sandwich. Okay, so really, uh, you know, Harvey and Sean Cahill are, you know, back together like the Bash Brothers. I kind of love Sean He's like Cahill. the new Mike. I, he really is, you know. He should have hired Sean Cahill instead of Mike, and it would have been a totally different show. Obviously, yeah, we wouldn't have any of the drama we get either. I, but they they they're better against I think against each other because even here they are working toward the same goal of let's get Mike Ross out of jail at the expense of Kevin and his father in law, who we find out is Williams uh, Sutter. Is it Sutter? Yeah, Sutter. Yeah. And so um, 
because of that, they 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 are trying to make things happen, but they have to go about it in different ways. So Harvey has agreed to be Sutter's uh, defense attorney uh, to help him get out of whatever is going on, out of this jam that he's in, mm-hmm. while, um, while simultaneously Cahill is coming after Sutter. Uh, yeah. because he needs to get a conviction and he needs Mike's help to do it. So they're at odds, but they're somehow working tangentially together. And I think it works on screen. I think they're very good together. Yeah. I mean, I'm having a little bit of a hard time following that. Okay, we're trying to uh, take down William Sutter and uh, we need Kevin Miller to flip on his father-in-law who mm-hmm. did who did something. Are you following the details of this case? Well, so so um Sean Cahill has been after him for three years. He needs dirt on William Sutter because he's just a dirty guy, right? He's like, I gotta get him. I'm trying to get a conviction. I need Mike Ross to do it. Mike Ross is sharing the uh, the sh- the cell with Kevin. So if Kevin and Mike Ross get close enough, Mike Ross can find me something that will incriminate William Sutter so that I can take him down. Now, Harvey is taking him on as a client. And of course, Sean Cahill isn't happy because it basically makes this collusion. William Sutter had already gone to Harvey and said, I need your help. Uh, and I'm willing to pay you three times your, your rate and the retainer and all this other stuff to get you to help. Mm-hmm. Harvey knows that this guy is dirty. He's like, I don't know what is going on, but I know I can't trust you. And so I'm never going to work with you. Kiss my ass. And so now that Mike is involved, it turns out, boom, this was no coincidence. This man did not come after Harvey because Harvey was desperate and would do anything to win. He came after Harvey because he knows that Mike and Kevin are sharing a cell. And so that it probably behooves him to help him so that uh, Kevin will look out for Mike while he's in jail. So all this comes to say that Sean Cahill says he doesn't even want to be involved in this conversation with Harvey, right? Because he's like, I see that you have to take uh, you have to help Sutter because helping Sutter helps Mike. But also I need Sutter to go down. And so you need to you need to serve him, but you also need to lose. I need to beat you, but I also will not collude with you. So give it your best shot. Try to keep him out of jail, but I'm coming for his neck. I'm about to start sending indictments and all kinds of stuff. And so Sean Cahill is going full force against him. And Harvey has to defend this guy who he doesn't even like. Um to his fullest ability, just so Kevin will also trust Mike Ross in jail. So he can't let on that, oh, okay, well, I really secretly want Sutter to lose uh, because that would help Mike out. Because if he shows any inkling of that, then Kevin might get suspicious and the whole plan falls apart. Okay, so thank, you, thank you for uh, walking us through all of that because I'm getting yes. a little lost in the weeds. And Kevin is married to uh, William Sutter's daughter. Yes, and uh, William Sutter's uh, daughter and Kevin, they they were married and they have a child and they got, well, children, and they got in a big fight one time and he, like, said some things that he couldn't take back. He went out, got drunk, and then, you know, like, in, in famous Suits fashion, uh, he gets in a car accident and kills somebody or almost kills someone. And so that lands him in jail for three years. Now, he's telling this to Mike Ross eventually mm-hmm. in this episode, and we know Mike Ross is not a fan of the drunk driving. That is no. not his thing. And so now there's another added layer to Mike Ross's has to be uh, he has to be teamed up with Kevin um, in in these situations. They have to have each other's back. But we kind of know that deep down, Mike Ross probably hates Kevin. That this is the reason why he's in jail. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the 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 whole marriage thing is, I guess, the big plot twist is throwing this all on the loop. And we see that Mike talks to Julius about what he is going to do, and Julius is like. 
what? How could you do this? You, you're going to turn on your roommate. And he's like, look, you said you're going to try to help me get out of here. Are you going to help me or not? I need a meeting with the warden now. Uh, and they take Mike and they bring him to go and meet with the warden. And he mentions like what he's going to do with the warden. And the warden's like, I just don't want to see anything bad happen to you, Mike Ross. Well, the warden has to meet with Mike Ross because there's um, <laughs> there's this weird moment where Kevin finds out that Mike Ross left the, the jail. Remember, Mike Ross initially goes out. Mm -hmm. He gets snuck out of the jail. He gets poisoned and all this other stuff. Whatever. He gets sneaked out so he can uh, go have sex with Rachel for a day. And so now that he's going back to jail, he's like, oh, Kevin, I was in the infirmary all night. No worries. Well, Kevin finds out from a friend now, Mike Ross left prison. He left. And so when he goes, of course, to Mike Ross and asks him about it, Mike's like, what? Left prison? What are you talking about? And then eventually he lands out, okay, I left prison when I was in the hospital. But no fool would believe that Mike Ross would be lying about going to the hospital to his roommate because they have no reason to not trust each other at this point. Or at least from Kevin's point of view, it, would it wouldn't make sense for Mike to be keeping this secret. So in order to make Kevin believe that, you know, this is exactly what happened, he had you know, schedule basically solitary confinement so that he could go get punished for secretly leaving the jail under the warden's nose, giving the warden a chance to go talk to Kevin and say, Kevin, if you're in on this, I swear to God, you know? And so that is supposed to let the suspicion up on Mike so that Kevin and Mike can work together and that potentially Kevin can tell him the information that he needs so that Mike can inform Harvey about what they got to do to take down William Sutter. Okay. There's a scene, Chappelle, where then the warden goes and talks to Kevin Miller. What's going on with the warden? Is he not, is he like working against Mike? No, he's in on it. He's in on the the Mike Ross is going to solitary confinement plan. So he's going to, to Kevin and being like, Kevin, if you're working with Mike Ross and you knew about this man getting out of jail, so help me God, I'm going to take you down to, you're going to go to solitary confinement. And that's enough to scare Kevin into thinking, oh, God, the warden's mad. So that must mean that Mike Ross is is on the level, right? That he did some shady stuff. He had to hide it. It's getting out. And because Mike comes back and he pretends that it's Kevin's fault. He's like, Kevin, thanks for running your mouth. Now the warden's mad at me. And Kevin's like, it wasn't me. I promise. Trust me. The warden came and yelled at me, too. And so that is the like the little bit of push that they need so that Kevin will say, OK, Mike, I'll tell you why I'm in jail. But after he tells Mike why he's in jail, he doesn't go any further. He refuses to elaborate on why he feels like he's protecting his family or what this has to do with his father-in-law. He just stops right there. And so I'm, I feel like in the next couple episodes, we're really going to see Mike Ross trying to chip away at whatever wall Kevin has built up that's not allowing him to talk about what's really going on in this situation. But I'm sorry if I'm being super dense here. So then what What does like Mike needs to get Kevin to confess to him about what uh, what the William Sutter, William did. Sutter yes. did, and then yes. and and then what? Like, is Mike well, wearing a wire? No, but if Mike gets like enough information, then he can run that information back to Sean Cahill. Sean Cahill can investigate said information, and then he will have something to indict William Sutter on. So he just needs more data. Okay. And Mike Ross is right there next to somebody who should have the information that he's looking for, but Kevin's a vault. So he's he like, just I'm needs to talking. get enough information for Sean Cahill to take down William Sutter. He doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily that he, Kevin Miller will know that he is 
turning on like Kev- Kevin Miller isn't going to be the informant. Mike is taking that information mm-hmm. back. Well, they gave them two options. They said even either Kevin needs to tell us what's going on or you need to get the information out of Kevin. And so, of course, Mike was probably going to try to get the information out of Kevin so he can run that back to Sean Cahill. Uh, And then, of course, if Sean Cahill, you know, is able to get enough information, then he can take down Sutter. The Mm. problem here, though, is that Harvey is playing hardball as well, right? Because he needs Sutter to trust him. And so for Harvey... He's doing things that he normally does. I'll try to get you thrown off this case. I'll try to get this information thrown out. And it's making life really hard for Sean Cahill, but it's necessary because if Sean Cahill uh, lets on that him and Harvey are like are working together in any way, for one, that's collusion. And Sean Cahill's not down with that anyway. But William Sutter might get, uh, you know, suspicious that something else is going on and he might clam up and he might not want to work with Harvey anymore. So Sean Cahill has to pull all of this stuff off without getting thrown off the case as well. And it's making life a little bit more difficult for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Then Frank Gallo, kind of like on the back burner, uh, but like his stuff isn't going through. And so now Frank Gallo is like insisting like, Hey Mike, you screwed up my paperwork. Harvey has to represent Frank Gallo, but where are we going with Frank Gallo in all of this? So Frank Gallo's thing is that uh, him being in jail is bad for Mike because he hates Mike, right? And so Mike devises the plan. I can help you. I'm basically a lawyer, you know, give or take, whatever day you ask me. I'm I'm a lawyer for all intents and purposes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I can find a loophole here that can help you get out of jail. So he tries to pull that to get Frank Gallo off his back. But when the email comes back in to Frank Gallo, they tell him, uh, this does not work. I'm sorry. This parole thing that you're trying to get going, it's not going to work because your lawyer of record has to turn this stuff in uh, in person. And uh, and Mike Ross obviously cannot be his lawyer of record because he's not a lawyer. So now Mike Ross needs to get Harvey involved as well because Harvey can submit the appeal paperwork or the parole paperwork uh, as the attorney of record. The issue here is that Frank Gallo and Harvey hate each other. And so... All of this stuff is intertwined at this point Um, because if Harvey is not able to pull that off, then Frank Gallo obviously will make life hard for for Mike Ross. When Harvey does talk to Frank Gallo, he makes it very clear. If I do this for you, then Mike Ross is now under your protection. So not only are you not bullying him anymore, but you are going to make sure that he gets out of here safely or... I will go in and lie and tell them that you poisoned Mike Ross. So he completely set up Frank Gallo to where Frank Gallo has to take the fall if anything happens for Mike to Mike Ross. Uh, so uh, good chess moves for Harvey, but he's playing with fire because he's got a lot of people that he's working with or alongside that don't really like him. Uh, Sutter, Gallo. I mean, if Kevin finds out, he's not going to be a big fan of Harvey. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, he's in he's in deep, Rob, but it, it's very convoluted at this point. Okay. We also then still have everything going on with the Innocence Project with Rachel that she is trying to represent Leonard Bailey, that her professor tells her no. Uh, we're, we're all in on jail in season six. We're all in on jail. We're, we're all in on jail. I think that it it hits close to home because of Mike being in jail. So it makes Rachel a lot more invested in something like this. Not to say that she wouldn't care about a, a person on death row, you know, wrongfully. Uh, in a normal sense, but now that she has this connection to the prison system, I think that her heart's more in it. And so mm-hmm. when she goes to Mr. Bailey and initially t- she tells him, I promise I'm going to do my best. I'm going to fight for you to get out of jail because I'm looking at this case that holds all in it and I'm about to I'm about to bust it all open. And Leonard Bailey's like, cool, 
So when he sees Rachel in this episode, he's grinning from inner ear like, hey, beautiful, what you got for me? You getting me out of jail? And she's like, yeah, my teacher called and said that it's a no-go. Mm-hmm. Apparently they don't have any uh, new DNA evidence, mm-hmm. which is what is essential to this Innocence Project to get this man off the hook. And so uh, he is very upset because she made a promise she couldn't keep. Uh, sounds yeah. like Mike Ross to me. And <laughs> very, yeah, very upsetting also considering that he's on death row. Right. He's like, I'm on death row. You lied to me. Mm-hmm. First of all, they sent me they sent me a student. And then you told me that, I, oh, yeah, I looked at I this. this. I'm looking at the paperwork and I got it. This is cake. Only for you now to be like, yeah, I don't got it. You're going to die. Yeah, my you know? teacher so, said I can't do this. My teacher told me I couldn't put in your case. So, she, so he's like, hey, you're giving up because there has to be another way for you to do this. And he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, she cannot do this for the Innocence Project. But Rachel Zane knows a lot of lawyers, including her father and her current boss, Jessica. And so what she ends up doing is going to Jessica and asking for Jessica to supervise her in taking on this case. She only needs her supervision for like an hour. And if they go to court, um, you know, Jessica would obviously come with Rachel to add some, you know, some actual uh, professionalism to the to the proceedings because Rachel right. is not a lawyer yet. Um, but they have to do this pro bono. And we know PSL is broke. So uh, this is a hard decision for Jessica to make. Eventually she gets there, but she pushes back at first. Yeah. Uh, She is intrigued about the newspapers reporting about that they saved somebody from death row as opposed to continuing to write about how they hired a fraud, Mike Ross. Well, she's finding it very difficult to get business because when she's going door to door, I'm assuming, and talking to her old clients or people that she knows could be looking for representation, she's like, Hey, it's me, Jessica. Remember me, the badass from Jessica uh, from Pierce Inspector Lit? And they go, oh, I don't think I really heard about you. Give me one second. They type in Google. Oh, oh, did you did you hire a fraud? You definitely mm-hmm. hired a fraud. It says here he's good to no, no, yeah. I didn't hire a fraud per se. No, it looks this is your picture right here next to Mike Ross. Like you definitely hired a fraud. So she's hoping that if they go do some good, it might bring some good karma, but also it'll give the search engine something else to put at the top. Well, Okay, how about this? Let's uh, read a piece of feedback from Jessica Frey, who writes in, is Stu the one character in the Suits universe that didn't come in with the Suits spoilers? Because uh, he's like, wait, what do you mean? Uh, You have bad press? Uh, What happened? It's very funny to me because Jessica says, look, Stu, we got bad press because, you know, we had a lawyer who was accused of fraud, found guilty of fraud. We We had hired him. And he still goes, you you knew he was a fraud and you hired him or you just hired him. And it turns out to be a fraud. And Jessica's like, good night, Stu. Good night. And Stu's like, wait. But even Stu in that moment could hear in Jessica's voice, you're not, you're not being completely honest with me. You know, mm-hmm. a, a part of me knows that you were doing some dirty stuff, man. You hired a fraudulent lawyer. And Stu is also a lawyer. He went to Yale Law. So he's probably like, What? Um, but he knew something was fishy because why is Jessica spending so much time with the finance bros down the hall? Like she's this big, powerful lawyer. With yeah, her, why with doesn't anybody work in your office? Right. Why Why aren't y'all doing law? Why are mm-hmm. y'all always in here? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, he had some good questions, but yeah. she wants to get some good grace, I guess, um, by doing this pro bono thing. So now we will see Jessica and Rachel working together. Yeah. To help uh, Leonard Bailey. And the stock trader guys, boy, they really had a lot to do here in season six uh, that they were involved in. They're going to be running the trades uh, for William Sutter's company uh, that Harvey gets them to uh, William Sutter to sign on. So these guys are essential to the plot here in season six. 
And I think that's very important to remember because it does feel like, okay, they needed somebody to lease this space out to. But because PSL is broken, like broke, they are poor, they have no money. They really cannot go in and flex like they used to. They can't just throw money at the issue. So they need the stock traders to come in and do their bidding for them. And so mm -hmm. Jessica's working very closely with Stu. Uh, and so these stock traders are able to come in and um, bankroll and make these executive trades happen for William Sutter, who has now been suspended due to his interaction with Sean Cahill. Um, so, yeah, Stu is going to be here until we get PSL some money. Okay. And then, Chappelle, the other thing going on in this episode is Lewis with his Hamptons house. Uh, we didn't see, was it Tara was the woman that he was interested in the last episode? Mm -hmm. But he promised her that she could remodel a house. And so he's now needs to buy a Hamptons house. He needs to buy a Hamptons house. This is absurd. I miss when Lewis did law. Yeah. I don't like when Lewis is out here on just doing random stuff because I'm like, Lewis, you, it's been a while, but you got to stand up. Like, you cannot be this down bad for this woman. You know, you just met her. He's like, this is all I have in life. This is the only relationship that I'm ever going to have again. I got to have a house in the Hamptons so that she can remodel it. It's got to be perfect. And Donna, you're not good at your job because you don't want me, my relationship to be okay because I miss Sheila. Lewis, please. You mm -hmm. cannot still be this down bad for Sheila's ass. She was cool. She was cool. But you projecting all of these these feelings onto Tara just because she's the first woman you've been remotely interested in since Sheila, it doesn't feel healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if this is in-game or not, but I definitely think that Lewis is moving very sloppily. You know, there's like, I need to buy a house just to get your attention when you could just ask this person out. Like his, his, uh, his confidence is broken, you know, because of the Sheila interaction. And so now here we have Lewis doing erratic things and taking out all his frustrations on Donna, who he misses dearly. Yeah. And so he is looking for Hampton's house. He can't find one. Eventually, Donna comes through with the perfect Hampton's house for him to buy. Yeah. And Donna comes through with the perfect Hampton's house, but she makes Lewis admit that he's just taking out his frustration with her because he really wishes that she was still his secretary. Mm -hmm. You know, at some point he's like, maybe you're not that good anyway. Maybe you're not somebody who can, uh, you know, um, uh, pr predict all of my needs and make everything happen and go away. Maybe you're not Donna. Maybe you're just Donna. Maybe you're not Donna, though. Like, maybe it's a name and not a title. Mm -hmm. And she's like, excuse me, Mr. Lit. And so uh, next thing you know, she has this stuff for him, but she needs to hear him say the words. And he does. He says, you are Donna. It's a name. It's a title. You're great. And I miss you. And I really wish you were my secretary. Gretchen is great, mm -hmm. but also I miss you a lot. And she misses him, too. Yeah. Okay, so you think we're going to see Lewis in the Hamptons in the next episode? Oh, dear God, I hope not. I want him to do law. Yeah. Go back to work. Yeah. By the way, yeah. uh, this is episode number uh, 81, Chappelle. Hey, yeah. good times. So, Look at us. We August 10th, through this. 2016. So maybe we will see some, like, uh, it's August 2016. Maybe we're going to see some uh, summer suits. Summer suits. Yeah, the short sleeve suits. Mm hmm Okay. <laughs> Chappelle, anything else about this episode before we get into the Liddy? No, I think it was a, a, a good episode. I mean, like I, like I said, I'm kind of I'm kind of getting invested in the Rachel storyline a little bit because I'm interested in seeing what all of this uh, evidence is that um, Mr. Bailey says is being ignored. That should, yeah, you know, show that he's uh, innocent. But I also like seeing Jessica do law. I like seeing them all be lawyers, and so. The the potential for Jessica and Rachel to do something that does not involve one of the men on this show, um, Mike, Harvey, Lewis, 
I'm very intrigued by that. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to see more of that moving forward. I would say so far season six, um, I, I think that this is interesting, but I think that probably is uh, maybe better on a binge than, you know, to go through this like episode by episode. I just feel like that the, uh, the like this episode here, this was not really a story with a beginning, middle and end. Uh, this is just like the same, uh, like another piece of the same story that we've been in for a while here. Right. They kind of set up that we were revving up on a, um, like on the storyline for Sean Cahill and Harvey to really go up against each other, right? So mm-hmm. Sean Cahill and Harvey have a drink at the end of the episode and and they they toast to like uh, these are our final moments before these indictments come down on your boy and then we got we're gonna start cooking, you know, with grease. And so I do feel like these are the episodes that are building to that moment. But I will say that the stakes don't feel as high in season six anymore because Mike Ross is already in jail. So Mike Ross being in jail for 10 days or two two years doesn't do anything for us. It's like people watching mm-hmm. the show. We're like, okay, whatever. You know, time jump us out of here, uh, figure out a way for him to get out, whatever. But it's not as dire. Whereas prior to this, every day was, what if somebody finds out? What if somebody finds out? What if somebody finds out? Especially in season five where it was like, they're finding out. What do we do? And so it was like every episode was just trying to keep the monster at bay. Mm-hmm. Well, now the monster got us. We're in it. And they're like, yeah. okay. You know, and there's what, a little bit really in fighting? the beginning with Frank Gallo is going to like hurt Mike. But it seems like that Mike's kind of got the Frank Gallo situation at bay. Yeah, Mike, Mike took the first, uh, you know, the the first shot at Frank Gallo and made him like, OK, Frank, I'm trying to help you out. And then Harvey went in and made Frank Gallo his client. So mm-hmm. it the, the stakes are not that high. I think that this is like the most this is the least worried about Mike Ross I've ever been in the show history. And I think that's probably why you are feeling the same level of kind of like, Hmm, okay, not a lot going on because you know, everybody was in jeopardy when Mike Ross had a secret, right? Mm-hmm. It could have been Rachel, it could have been Harvey, it could have been Donna, it could have been Lewis, it could have been Jessica, it could have been Mike. Now, none of them are in jeopardy. This guy's just like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, let's see what happens. Let's see how long it takes y'all to get some money back. I, we know that this show has nine seasons. We know that something's going to happen. So it's, it's like the waiting game, I think. I think that's why it feels a little bit slower. Okay. Chappelle, who gets the Liddy here in uh, season six, episode five? I think it had to be Harvey. I yeah, think so. I think so. I mean, he's doing some good work here with this uh, Sutter case. He's in and out of the prison. Uh, he's representing Kevin Miller. Still fighting. Mm. He's uh, working on Frank Gallo. Harvey's got a lot going on. He does. Mike Ross probably has the harder track to the Liddy because he's in jail. But that's, uh, you know, just the lot in life that he has right now. I think Harvey is doing a lot of good work outside trying to make this Mike Ross thing happen. And he's making um, he's making it closer and closer to his uh, his goal. So, you know, whereas I am happy with the work that Jessica and Rachel seem to be doing as well. Uh, I don't care about Donna and Lewis. They just their storyline means nothing. Mm-hmm. But but everyone else is doing good work. I just think Harvey's doing the most. Yeah. He's got a new best friend in Sean Cahill. So maybe that's somebody that he could be hanging out with instead of Mike. Yeah, they're like Batman and Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, they're both they're both doing work in different ways. Sean they, Cahill, they're, they're, I feel like, would be a good like Aquaman. Oh, like an old school Aquaman. Uh not like oh a Jason God. Momoa Aquaman. No, you're so right. You're so right. No, it's he'd be very good. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, the, there's a lot of these characters where or these actors that I really think like the DC universe could have just kind of like Mm-hmm. So at least the CW version of it could have yeah. reached over and got them, you know? Yeah. So, all right. A- anything else you want to say about uh, this particular episode before we come back tomorrow with season six, episode six? No, I will say that uh, 
just about season six in general, there was some feedback in the Facebook group where people were like, um, how y'all getting through season six? You know, like, what are we doing here? Because it's kind of slow for me. You know, like, I'm a, a few people are like, I'm in it for the podcast, but season six is not giving me what I need. And I think that uh, they probably are feeling the same thing that you were feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where it's just kind of like the stakes aren't as high. Um, I think it was Colleen. Go shout out to Colleen Driscoll. But yeah, it's just well, you know, the stakes are kind of high. It's kind of slow. Um, but we're sticking through it, y'all. We're trying to get to the end of the show as a family. So if you have feedback for us, go to Facebook or, or you know to the Facebook group suitspodcast.com slash Facebook and leave us some reviews. Um, let us know. Let's get the conversation going about why you think or don't think that season six is giving what it's supposed to had gave. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, also from the Facebook group, uh, Holland Joy uh, says that I just finished listening to the season six episode two recap. I was hoping Robin Chappelle would say something in regards to this partner's break room kitchen and how bizarre it was that there was a big plate of fresh pastries. Where did this come from? I think that whenever you're trying to rebuild and you might have been smoking the devil's, you know, whatever, the devil's lettuce, then uh, maybe you have to have some snacks on hand. That's just what I would assume. Now, again, not my business, not my ministry. I don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. But I would assume that someone had to go get these pastries together just because, you know, it, I think that for one, it makes you feel like you're at home a little bit. It does kind of like, hmm, okay, we're back at work. Things are back to normal. But also the munchies be real sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Let me give you one other other one from the Facebook group. Brian Anderson said, just finished the podcast from season six, uh, episode two, with the feedback Mm -hmm. that it would still be possible to graduate Harvard Law School without attending class. I concur. In my time at Harvard Law School, what a flex, I'd estimate 90% of all the classes and all required classes had the entire grade based either on a final paper or a final test. I had two workshop classes, negotiation and trial advocacy with significant group work. Uh, and a criminal uh, and a criminal prosecution clinical trial and a mediation class uh, with group work as well. Each of those classes was an elective, so careful construction of a class schedule would allow my cross to graduate without attending a single Harvard Law School class. And Anessa well, agrees. There you go. I think that that is why they could not convict Mike Ross, although everybody with eyes could see that this man did not go to Harvard. It's still like there's still reasonable, you know, doubt in everyone's mind. Like you could say that, okay, there's a way he could have gone to Harvard, right? Mm -hmm. You just, you did not prove uh, without the shadow of a doubt that this man did not go to that school and you couldn't. And that's why it was a fail on their part to uh to not be able to convict him. Anita Gibbs, you didn't do a great job. But also, um, it's why Mike Ross doesn't get the Liddy for that episode. Yep, you guessed it. Mike Ross doesn't get the Liddy because he should have had faith. He should have had faith. He didn't have faith. So there you go. Thank you, Brian. All right. Chappelle, uh, great job today. A- anything you. else uh you want to say before we close this out today? Oh no. Uh Check me out on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. And I will tweet out links to whatever else I'm, I've been doing and podcasting about. Been doing a lot of podcasts and trying to get caught up on everything. Uh, but also I'll be updating the Twitter account too soon because it's been a minute. Okay. But that's it. All right. Uh, we'll be coming back tomorrow with season six, episode six. I'm at Rob Sesternino. If you want to keep up with what I am doing, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Take care of a good one. Bye. Peace.
With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.